Welcome to Evolution in Controls. I'm your host, Tim Wilson. Thank you for joining us. Today's episode is one of several in our series on the mobile and off-highway equipment market. There's a real drive underway today to improve, to improve machine safety, machine performance, and machine capability. The driving force behind this movement is, of course, technological advancement. New technology makes new things possible, but advancements in technology can be a two-edged sword. As machine builders or operators look to incorporate new technology into their machines, all technology is not the same. The technology exists to remotely control a piece of earth-moving equipment through radio control or through a direct wire tether. Why choose one technology over another? Are there inherent drawbacks or limitations that come with a cost? Can they find a partner that understands the technical benefits without ignoring the drawbacks or limitations? When the control of a large, expensive, and potentially dangerous piece of equipment is relegated to new technology, the wrong choice can have big consequences. Here to help us work through some specifics of radio communication is Mr. Fritz Jessing. He is an account manager for Morell's newest subsidiary, Lore Mobile Controls. Fritz, thank you for joining us. Tim, thanks for having me. Well, listen, let's start out. Tell us a little bit about Lore. Sure. So Lore Mobile Controls is based out of Central Michigan, and uh, we're an OEM wholesaler and manufacturer of um, control equipment for off-highway equipment. Um, so you would think of things like uh, radio remote controls. You'd think about uh, machine start panels, uh, wiring harnesses, power distribution kits, things like that. We will engineer and manufacture those in our facility. So you're a manufacturer. You produce product. That's correct. Okay. Well, we've had operator-controlled machines for as long as we've had equipment, off-highway equipment, but now there's remote control. Um, why do we need remote control equipment? Sure, so um, by having machines that, um, that are off-highway, typically they're um, uh, in some hazardous sort of environments. Um, they, uh, they might be uh, you know, difficult locations for people to um, you know, see what they're working on, um, or um, they might throw particles around, things like that. So the old school method of standing right next to the machine and working levers, um, unless you've got some serious safety gear around you, it's pretty helpful to have a radio remote control that allows you to step away, clearly see your area that you're working in, uh, and also offer some distance, which means protection, which means safety for the operator. Is this a relatively new trend, or has it been building over the, over the years, this focus on safety? Sure. Well, no. Anything off-highway, uh, when you're talking about industrial equipment, is always going to be edged towards safety. Um, you know, that's, that's everybody's primary. Of course, people want to make money with this equipment, but uh, you've got to keep your operators safe. So this has been a trend that's been moving for some time. As I mentioned, um, you know, when it, um, and even today, there are still some machines that just have valve operate, just mechanical valves. That's all you do is pull some levers. Um, but over time, uh, uh, companies have started to need um, a way to step away. So they've started adding in a tether. And a tether would be a, um, a cable mounted or a hard mount uh, radio remote control, essentially. So you'll have a box with all your switches and your functions. Maybe it's a swing, maybe it's a lift something up and down. You'll have a box with all those switches and a long cable that goes back to the machine and ties in. A bundle of wires. A bundle of wires. A bundle of wires between a box and the machine. That's right, that allows you to step away. Are there limitations on this bundle of wires? There has to be some kind of length yeah, so um, most of this, um, the tethered products that we produce are going to be 30 or 50 foot. Um, primarily the reason is, is because that wire can get 
pretty large. And so when you're when you're putting a big chunk of cable and running it out 30 or 50 feet, I mean, you might have 10 pounds of wire there. That gets to be a little bit difficult. And then it's draped all over your job site. You don't want that to become a safety hazard in itself. So there's, a, um, there's definitely um, some consideration about how, how far do you need to be away to be safe, to be able to see your job, but let's not get out of hand and make this thing draped all over that becomes a, a bigger issue. So the next step then is to get rid of the wires and make it radio controlled. That's right. Um, so the great thing about having um, a tether, for example, is that it's hardwired. And anytime you have a physical connection with something in control, uh, it is inherently more reliable. But um, as you go to radio controls, you improve safety, you improve your flexibility, you improve all these things. Um, but you do add in that extra layer of now there's an unseen force there, and it's that wireless communication. So are your modems up to spec? Or, um, you know, do you have any other outside interference? You, know, you think about a place like uh, uh, maybe an airport, for example. You really can't use a radio remote control there. They're going to they're gonna block out all of those signals. So might you, maybe you have to use a tether in that case. Um, but then again, you switch back and you say, oh, hey, I've got this huge uh, tub grinder, for example, which is this whole tree massive machine that just grinds up hunks of wood. But you don't want to use a tether there because if you're within 30 or 50 feet of that machine, you have an increased propensity to being struck by a log. Nobody needs that. Um, so that's where you might, you might choose to go with a radio. We've had radio control toys around for a long time, uh, airplanes, cars. Is it any different in concept to those? No, the, the concept is all the same. And it, of course, if you, can, if you can radio control a kid's toy, you should be able to do a machine or anything else. It's all just wiring, right? Um, uh, but the point being is that the industrial controls um, have a lot more software programming in them, and they have a lot more durability. So uh, there'll be IP67 to keep out water and dirt and grime because these are some nasty environments. You know, these aren't you're not using these in an office building. You're out in the bush in the middle of nowhere. You know, tearing stuff up, um, and um, and you also want them to be durable enough that if somebody drops it, if uh, if somebody sets it on the fender of a trailer and then drives away and it bounces down the road, it can handle that because you know the toy ones. It's they're they're pretty flimsy. Yeah, they they last a weekend. They last a weekend. Yep, yep. So you mentioned the airport and that there are some limitations on the use of this radio control stuff. Are, are there other limitations? Do you have to worry about interference or uh, distance limitations? Um, sure. So um, there there could be some uh, uh, distance limitations um, or interference. Um, especially when you look at things like the 2.4 gigahertz uh, modems, um, which, uh, you know, that's a whole longer conversation. But um, the, the point being is that um, uh, in general, they will work in most areas. Um, there would be things regionally, right? Like, uh, you know, what you can and can't use in Europe, for example, versus what you can use in the United States. Governments have different issues that, okay. um, that you have to pay attention to that are regulations for those. Code restrictions. For sure. FCC. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Even though it's invisible, people are still controlling the airwaves. <laughs> so there are reasons to use one over another. Uh, the airport would be an example. Yes. So primarily right now, um, uh, we assign a tether product with our radio kits or our control kits. So a customer, a customer um, will have um, you know, a panel and a remote control, but they'll also want a backup plan because things do happen. Um, you know, if, if uh, you know, somebody power washes a piece of electronics or if a you know if somebody welds on a machine when they're in maintenance or whatever that can fry your 
remote control uh, receivers or uh, electrical equipment. In that case, then you, you would have a tether as a backup. So as I mentioned before, since this is OEM off-highway um, customers, they'll be out in the middle of nowhere. There's not a radio shack they can run down the road and just get something replaced or get something shipped to them. It's not that simple. And they can't handle downtime. So a tether is a great backup option because it's hardwired, very reliable, um, and you just plug it in and you keep on going if something would, were to happen to the radio. So if a customer comes to you, uh, the owner of a piece of equipment, or maybe the machine builder themselves, you'll actually talk to them about both technologies and have them both applied on the equipment. Absolutely. And as a matter of fact, um, the newest um, LX series of radios that we have now at Lore Mobile, um, they can do both. So now we can have a radio remote control with a cable port, and if anything would happen to the receiver or the modem or whatever, God forbid, um, you can plug a cable in, hardwired to the machine, now it's a tether, and off you go. Well, let's talk about the equipment that you build. Are you designing it in-house? Are you taking components and, and compiling them into a system? How do you go about it? Sure. So um, we have uh, an in-house engineering staff that is sharp as a whip when it comes to designing circuit boards. Literally, we're putting components on circuit boards. Um, so from the ground up, um, a customer could come to us and say, hey, listen, I've got this great new machine. Um, we need help controlling it. And so depending on what their needs are, um, function lists or um, you know, the scope of the project, I need panels, I need wiring, I need the radio remote, we will work with them from the ground up to get them the solution that they need. Let's talk about the business that the machine builders and the, the operators have. Are there business implications about the use of your equipment? Um, yes, absolutely. So, um, so one of the best things is, is that when you have um, a machine that's got mechanical valves on it, you have to have an operator there. They have to stand there and they have to operate the machine, right? Yep. It's not going to do it on its own. Yep. We're not quite that far yet. Um, so they could, or they could opt to go with a tether, but you still have somebody sitting there. So now you go one step further and you say, hey, how about a radio remote control? Well, what's that going to do for me? Now you can have a machine on the ground, and you can have an excavator, uh, excavator for example. And, um, and the excavator driver with a radio remote control can operate both machines. So they'll sit in the cab. Let's say it's a, it's a whole tree grinder, for example. The operator can sit in the cab of an excavator. They can load all the debris into that machine. And then instead of having somebody on the ground down there, they can have a radio remote strapped to their leg and they can operate that as they go. So it takes the person off the ground, out of harm's way, reduce some labor costs because now you don't have that extra person down there. One person in a safe environment doing all the work. So safety was driving the tether and the use of the technology to remote control it, but there's business and cost reduction applications and implications of the equipment. Absolutely which is ideal, right? Yeah. So, so any business, if they're going to grow, safety is a big one, especially for OEM off-highway. And let's try and reduce costs the best we can so we can have the best product, right? Well, you guys are developing. You guys are building these, designing these. Let's take a look at the future. Let's see what the future looks like. How, is it, how are you guys going to keep up with the pace of technological change? What do you think the next five years hold for this, this type of equipment? Sure. So, so we've gone from the mechanical valves on these machines to a hardwired tether, uh, which is wires for every switch and every button going back mm -hmm. to the machine. Then we've gone to radio control, 
which still has, there's a break between the transmitter and what's mounted on the machine. But once you get to the machine, that receiver has wires going to every valve that's out there. So the next step is a CAN bus model. So while, while there's still wires going around the machine, there's four. Power ground, CAN high, CAN low. You don't have 15 or 20 wires all over that machine. So it simplifies it. So I think that's where the, the industry is going. It's there now. We're building them now, but it's growing. Everybody loves the programmability, the flexibility, the options that are available by running radio controls through the J1939 CAN bus. Different conversation for a different day, perhaps. Maybe, but we'll, maybe we'll come back and visit that. That's that fascinating. Yeah. So you see wide adoption, wider adoption of this technology in the future, as well as new technology being applied to the machines. Absolutely. I, I, don't, I don't ever see a, a situation where we would go backwards. I think, mm-hmm. um, I think radio controls will continue to expand. Um, I think uh, range, reliability, things like that will continue to expand. I think using the, can, the flexibility of the CAN bus will expand. Um, it's, it's all going in positive directions, and, and the whole goal, again, is um, uh, you know, increasing safety for the people on the, um, on the job site and also you know, reducing some of those labor costs that, uh, that might be there. Fritz, thanks so much for joining us. This was fascinating. I really enjoyed it. Glad to be here, Tim. Thank you. To learn more about LORE and their radio remote control solutions for the mobile and off-highway market, visit loremobilecontrols.com. To learn more about Morell and their systems and solutions, visit morell-group.com. Don't forget to subscribe to Evolution in Controls on whatever platform you use for podcasts or on YouTube for a video version so you can be updated when we release new episodes. Thank you again for joining us today. I'm Tim Wilson, and remember, keep moving.